0: One and welcome to On Tour With.
1: The podcast where we go on tour with your favorite bands and talk to them about their lives on and off tour and everything in between. I'm Jaden and I'm Spencer. Let's hit the road. Hello and welcome to On Tour With. Today we're going on tour with Future Teens.
0: Hey guys, how's it going? Hi. Hey, good.
2: We're not on tour.
0: Unfortunately. <laughs> no sad days. <laughs> why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves um we have amy and daniel with us
2: go for it daniel Uh, um hi i'm i'm daniel um he him pronouns i'm in future teens we're a band from boston and i play guitar and sing vocals that's it um my name is amy i use they them
3: pronouns and um, I also play guitar and sing in the band Future Teens from Boston.
4: <laughs>
3: awesome! How did so? How did you
0: guys meet, and kind of like form um, this band, Form Future Teens?
2: Um, here's the here's the the quick and dirty version. Uh, <laughs> uh band started as a recording project. Slowly became more real. Started playing shows uh started touring, then some people asked us to go and tour with them and then eventually one day someone asked us to play last at a show and uh now we're still doing all of those things. That record that
3: was in fact quick, <laughs> dirty, and not at all detailed. Great job,
2: Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like we were we're a band and we play shows. Pretty much is what I said <laughs>
3: The, the first chunk of it was like, uh, I mean, I guess it's all I started, true. Strong. I yeah. started strong. I started strong. Yeah, uh, Daniel. Daniel started this band with um, our friend Gabe Goodman, who's also a really wonderful musician and songwriter, and. Um, they decided they wanted to play some more shows. I'm just taking over, Daniel. I'm just gonna please, like. Please, I'm gonna give the the, less the slow clean and version. clean one as um, opposed to the quick and dirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, very, <laughs> the very wholesome and and longer story <laughs> with at least a couple of details. Um, yeah, they started uh playing a little bit more and built out the band. And when Gabe left, um, Daniel and I met each other on um, an app that is. Specifically and exclusively used for um, swiping right on potential bandmates. And uh, Daniel asked if <laughs> I wanted to maybe play Wait, in this band. Wait, that's video. an app? There's an app for that?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I'm just, I, mean, I that's technically. Just, technically, that's just a really wholesome way to say Daniel and I matched on Twitter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I messaged, I messaged them, and I was like, I was like, "Hey, I know that's this isn't what this app is for, but do, do you want to <laughs> play in a band?" Or I was like, "Do you play guitar and sing?" And they were like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Do you want to play in a band?" They're like, "Send me the song," and I sent it, and they were like, "Oh, this is actually cool. Yeah, let's let's sing together, and then <laughs> let's spend all our time in a van together." I adore that. And, uh, <laughs> this is, is amazing.
3: Just, yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> Yeah, the most successful um, thing to ever come from Tinder, probably for either of us. 100%. Yeah. Tinder. Yeah. And that, yeah, we just started playing a lot more shows and then eventually um, decided we should play more shows in basements in other states. And then one day someone asked us if we'd want to go on a tour that didn't play any basements. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. now um, Daniel is in his basement.
2: Yep. Cyclical.
0: <laughs> awesome. So what, what was the first, uh, who did you originally go on tour with then that wasn't including basements?
3: Um, the first, our first full U.S. tour uh, was last spring with Hot um, Mulligan, Belmont, uh, Kayak Jones, and Fredo Disco. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, awesome. Oh, yeah, cool. we were there
0: at that one nice. when you guys Sick. came to Salt Lake. It was so good. Thanks. That was Wait, a fun. great show. Which,
2: which venue was I that? Think I think it was yeah. at Kilby. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kilby Court. Kilby, <laughs> Historic yeah. Kilby Court.
3: Historic Kilby Court. That was really early on in the tour where we awesome. we started that tour in St. Louis, Missouri. So we'd had to like haul ass across the country. And that was maybe the like fifth show. So we were all really tired. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then pleasantly surprised by (laughs) what a banger it
0: was. That was a really good show. That was was really fun. Just like from top to bottom. That was really fun.
1: That was like, honestly, one of my favorite shows that I think I've ever been to.
0: We actually (laughs) talked about that show in our first episode. He went to go stage dive and like missed is that was originally there like just like parted and he just like landed on the concrete and then his oh, friend no. jumped on after him. It was during the Belmont set. Oh God.
2: <laughs> oh gosh.
0: He he's okay. Like there was bruises, but you know. That's it. <laughs> That's brutal.
2: Rock, rock and roll.
0: That's <laughs> good, but yeah, that it's was like,
2: a fun tour. It was like the best
1: worst experience ever for a concert (laughs) (laughs) and we
3: all we all like ran into uh us and kayak jones ran into the mosh pit at the during belmont set at the last show of the tour and we were all like oh i'm scared this was really funny in 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 theory theory, but
2: it was terrifying yeah i was terrified
3: there's like
2: (laughs) i thought they go so hard.
0: Like Belmont mosh pits are yeah. some of like the, the scariest things I've ever been in. They're so fun, but like, yeah. <laughs> damn, I feel like I'm gonna. They like, also go out seem the like bone.
3: pretty wholesome pits, though. Like, I feel like yeah. anytime oh, yeah. I saw somebody get pushed around too hard during Belmont or Hot Mulligan, somebody was there to like check in on them.
2: Yeah. True. Still scared.
0: <laughs>
3: still oh, yeah. scary. I, I still. I'm still. Um, Probably not going to do that again, but I just, I, cool. I like that um, mosh pits are learning to be nicer to each other while they push right. each other around consensually. Very true. Very true.
1: So going off of that, what's probably like the craziest experience you've had as a show or at a show on both sides mm-hmm. as performing
5: and then going to a concert yourself? Hmm. Huh.
2: Honestly on on that tour I remember the the Lansing show it was like Hot Mulligan's hometown show I think that was the first time anyone crowd surfed yeah. while we were playing <laughs> That um, was really really cool And it was we all looked at each other just like oh my god what's happening
0: <laughs> Was it just like so <laughs> fulfilling like yes it's happening <laughs>
2: Yeah
3: it was really I, really
2: cool
0: That's
3: awesome. Yeah that was
2: that was wild
1: Um I can just imagine someone, yep. like, crowd surfing to DTFL. They're just, like, crying their eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> people threat, people
2: have threatened to, the front to do of the that. Stage. Yeah. <laughs> I think, people I, have literally threatened to do that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think at that same show, somebody crowd surfed during, like, one of the quiet moments in Kissing Chemistry. Oh. <laughs> yes. They didn't quite, like, fully commit to the sad crowd surf, but. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was a wild crowd.
3: I feel like every, every time we're at a show and like we notice someone in the crowd knows the songs, that's like every craziest moment I can think of is me like losing where I'm at in a song because I notice that someone gives a damn. It's like really, really jarring in the most beautiful way.
2: Yeah. Especially when it's a place we've never been. Like when we played at Fest um, in Gainesville, that that was our first time what was it maybe our second? First our first time, time in Gainesville. Gainesville for sure,
3: and our first yeah. fest.
2: And it was like people were singing so loud I couldn't even hear the monitors. I was like, "Oh wow, okay, this is special. <laughs> this yeah. is extremely special. Yeah, I bet that was definitely a me- very memorable show.
3: Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. mostly very wholesome memories.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, especially from going from like performing in basements." to going on that tour and then hearing people. I imagine that's got to be like the coolest thing ever. That's so awesome. <laughs> I
2: will, I will say, I, I feel like our, our touring has been very blessed, very yeah. um, agnostically blessed in the sense that you know, blessed <laughs> by something. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, our second show of our first tour was in um, Sioux City, Iowa. And we'd never been there. We just had emailed with the promoter, Kendall. And she booked a show, and we were like, cool, well, like we have a day off, so let's just play. And we showed up, and we set up and started playing, and everyone in the room knew, there's maybe like 45 people in the room, knew every word to every song. And it was like, where are we? (laughs) Like, literally, this is our second show of our first tour. And I was like, okay, this set the bar pretty high, but we really lucked out.
0: Especially since, like, no one lives in Iowa, so
3: yeah, to have like gone all the way to the Midwest <laughs> and been and like felt that kind of love
5: was really, really special.
2: Yeah, we've been lucky.
0: That's amazing. So, what's your favorite city to perform in, or what's your favorite city that you have performed in Ooh. to date? Because you guys have been on like two tours
3: now, right? Two full U.S. Yeah, two. Okay. Um, I mean Sioux City is always going to be extremely special to us. Mm-hmm. That's we've been we played that house a couple more times and then um, like went back for a festa there in a different space and that's a city we're always gonna really really love. Hopefully we can go back one day. It's not really a consistent stop. Um, other than Boston though, I really love playing in Chicago. Mm -hmm. it's consistently really special there
2: yeah we've always had had a good we played in Chicago more than Boston last last year I think we counted right I think so (laughs) it was like uh, seven times or something crazy
3: and that's
0: something that we've always wanted to do is like go to Chicago and like just like hit up shows because we hear like they're so awesome there Mm -hmm. especially like for that kind of scene that'd be so amazing yeah we love that
5: so
1: on top of that, do you have like a favorite venue as well?
3: Um, The Sinclair in Boston is one of the best venues in the country.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh it's like a 500 cap room. It's designed by sound engineers and like music lovers, so it sounds great on stage and in the crowd. They treat fans really well. They feed you shoot the showers it's
0: like roll out the red carpet that's amazing
2: yeah it's yeah. it's luxury
3: yeah it's yeah, a luxurious it's awesome. place to
2: play um yeah one of our favorite venues just actually closed like a couple weeks ago in boston called great scott um it was it's like around a 200 cap room it's been there for what like 35 years or something something like
3: that, like that. yeah it's uh, it's a dive bar that you know, has amazing shows. It's one of those really, really special staple places. Um, and the landlords won't renew the lease. Um, it was like a devastating blow to this city.
2: Yeah, it was a big bummer. Um,
3: what places have we loved that are, are not in our hometown, They're Daniel? Not.
2: Uh, um, I thought that venue in Salt Lake was pretty cool. That was like half outdoors
3: oh yeah the, uh, the, the place we played with with oso or <laughs> yeah it was the the second... oh the loading dock yeah yeah
2: that doesn't yeah. exist anymore I, it's what it's not there they
0: tore it down um, yeah they tore it down no. oh my god Made more room for like a bar yeah it like moved <gasps> okay. so now it's like a basement underneath like a tattoo shop or something it's a lot bigger i i like but it, yeah the loading dock is awesome
2: it felt like a it felt like a venue that you'd see in like rock band And you'd like, you know, and they, and you'd be like, that kind of place doesn't exist. It's like half outdoors, and it's like looks DIY, but sounds good. I had a good, I had a good time there. Oh, and that's we had I I don't know if Amy told the story the other day, but we had a very strange experience after (laughs) our show there. (laughs) You want to, you want to hear my, my, our Salt Lake. Airbnb story? Is it too early to tell this? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Please, please, do. please tell us. Okay. So, so we we finished finished the show. We were packed up. We usually stay at, stay at Airbnbs when we can because they're just more comfortable and more affordable. And um, so we drove north of the city to our Airbnb. It was like in a house and it was pretty late. It was probably almost midnight. And I was messaging the guy that told him we were going to be late. No answer messaging we're waiting outside the house and eventually i'm like okay the lights are on i'm just gonna go look so i walk in and it's like a pretty nice house lots of be- lots of rooms and I'm, i just hear people like talking and sort of sound like they're upset in the other room I'm like oh, must be something going on <laughs> but i'm also like maybe this isn't the right house i don't know so i go back out I'm like, guys i don't know i don't know what's going on and they're like well what are we gonna do like let's just let's just go back in just uh, like i'm just gonna go back in. i'll go look so I go in, and as I'm walking to the door, I'm like, "Oh, this must be the guy that's our host." And this guy, I walk up to this guy. Honestly, look, in my head, he has the same face as Sheridan from the new season of The Bachelor. So, if, if you, so you can look him up later. I don't think he actually did, but, but maybe. I
3: don't think he did either. <laughs>
2: but head, that is the same person. But
3: I like now. to imagine it was just Sheridan in like all of his rings and his hat, yeah,
2: exactly. coming out the door. That's so anyway.
3: That's
2: how I'm telling it from now on. So, anyway, this guy comes up and I'm like, Hey, I'm Daniel, thinking this is the host. And he goes, Hey, no, no, he goes, Sorry, wrong tone. He goes, Hey, I'm Justin. Tracy and I just broke up. (laughs) And And I'm like, Oh, and then he just walks by me, gets in his car, and drives away. And I'm like, What the fuck? Like, am I at the wrong house? Like, that was so weird. And so I walk in and I just hear someone <laughs> crying hysterically from one of the other rooms. Oh, and, no. And I was like, oh, God, what's, what's happening? But I look up and I'm like, oh, I think I see our bedroom, like from the, from the pictures. So I go back out and they're like, who? Everyone's like, who was that? And I'm like, it's Justin. <laughs> he, he just broke up with Tracy. <laughs> and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> they were like, was that the host? I'm like, I don't think so. I don't know who that was. So then I, I see the host is like standing in the door. I'm like, okay, that must be, that must be the, the guy. It looks more like his picture. So I go up and he's like, Hey, hey, I'm Steve. And I'm like, Hey, I just met Justin. He seemed really upset. And this guy looks at me. He's like, Justin and says nothing else and that's all he says like as if he has no idea who justin is so i'm like what the hell so we we load all our stuff in and and just we're getting ready for bed and there's just someone crying in the other room presumably tracy or whatever i think i've changed the names i hope i have i hope i just can't remember (laughs) sorry if there's a justin and tracy out there that broke up it's probably not you
0: just told their breakup story yeah
2: but uh, no more. We no more clarification was given in the morning. In the morning, this I think he was. He he definitely was a um, an older Mormon man. Uh, I think maybe just hosting some young people going through some tr- dramatic situations, and he made us a huge pot of oatmeal in the morning, and it was good. So that's our. And there was a
3: really good dog named Mowgli.
2: Yes, and he was pl- he Aww. was playing our music on the TV, and we went down to breakfast. Also, <laughs> that happens occasionally.
0: That's so wholesome.
3: Yeah, it was
2: really nice. It ended up being a nice time there, um, but it was a strange, very strange encounter in the beginning.
3: I think we have more like crazy Airbnb stories than we have like uh, wild and crazy <laughs> rock tour
0: stories.
4: Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> that seems to kind of like be the trend. Like, honestly, it's like, yeah, the show was normal, but damn, afterward, let me tell you what. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it's still like, it's, we're still just very painfully wholesome. So the worst of it is like, uh, oh, we can't tell if this is the right house and Justin and Tracy just broke up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so
0: we're mourning your loss, but I need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, That's awesome.
1: We want to go back to uh, concerts a little bit uh, and specifically kind of the music aspect. Um, let's talk about your music a little bit first. Uh, so what kind of are your influences as a band?
3: It's such a wide range. The four of us have very, very differing influences. And the like the Venn diagram overlap in the middle is so small. And I think that that um, has been it it, sometimes it makes it's like hard for us to communicate what we're trying to do with a moment or a tone or something. But overall, it's like a really big benefit. Um, Maya loves like grunge, Um, (laughs) like the Pixies are her favorite band. Um, She's she's like a, a real rocker. Um, Colby, Colby's pretty across the board. He loves bands like Horse Drumper of Love a lot. Um, and also Vane and Glassjaw. But uh,
2: then also like Frank Ocean, <laughs> this is his number one.
3: Yeah. Dude,
0: love me some Ocean. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep.
3: Um, for me, I grew up on a lot of pop punk and emo, um, that that was my happy place as a teen. I'm constantly trying to make Daniel listen to Taking Back Sunday. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, grew into, like, a healthy dose of pop music and then went to jazz school. So I, um, you know, for better or for worse, also like that.
0: Very eclectic. Yeah. How about you, Daniel? very well-rounded
2: yeah for for me i i listened to like the get up kids in middle school and then someone showed me radiohead and so i was like oh i can't listen to emo anymore i have to listen to like cool music and uh so i kind of diverted off which i ended up now i'm not elitist at all about music i don't think you sh- anyone should be but um yeah, I, I, I like classic country is one of my my one of my genres, which is always nice when people are like there's something <laughs> country about future teens and I don't know what it is. And I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what we're doing, but I'm glad you're hearing that. It's probably just yeah, harmonies. I can see that. They're like, "Oh, yeah. harmonies." Um, but I but yeah, I love I love um I've grown to love a lot of like newer emo and pop punk acts, I've gotten back into it. That's kind of what made me want to start the band in the fir- first place. Was hearing like boxing and prawn and like a lot of these newer bands. Um, but, but yeah, I love. I mean, I <laughs> I love listening in the. It's funny if you listened uh, to what we play in the van when we are listening to music. It would there's like no discernible <laughs> pattern which is kind of fun, I think
0: like shuffle yeah, on everyone's playlist. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I love that. Like, I guess you could, I guess you could call, call it a Boston bummer pop. And I love it. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, it's like emo and poppy and, and all the things. And it's a very like eclectic genre, all of it itself. It's like, Future Teens is a genre. There you go. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Whoa, high praise.
2: <laughs> very good or very bad. We don't, well, hopefully. <laughs>
0: I think it's gone pretty well. So.
1: so. Going on to some of your songs, what is your favorite song to play live?
5: That's like a my, tough call.
2: Yeah. It, for me, It I honestly, this is a cop out, and I acknowledge that, but. Um I love playing our cover of Smash Mouth All Star <laughs> um because <Yeah>. it's <laughs> because it's like we ha- we have this like extended intro where I talk about how it's like one of the most famous slow dances ever written and like everyone I can just see everyone's face being like what like what song what is what is, what is this about um and then when we go into it just everyone at first is like, oh my God, are you serious? And then by the end of it, everyone's like swaying along together. Um, you're like, I told you so. And we made it. We also, it's what? You're like, I told you so. Best yeah, last exactly. song ever written. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, and it's like also like six and a half minutes long. <laughs> so there's, it's, I think I like that because it's like completely pretension free. Not that I, I would consider us a pretentious band, but like we're not trying to do anything other than like just be like kind of goofy and have like indulge in every musical trope uh, that we possibly can without fear of of you know um, reaching too far into that trope bag in our in our like original song. So that's my cop out answer.
5: Nice. It's
3: <laughs> a good answer. Um- Okay, well I have two sincere answers to counter that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, there are two songs that came to mind um for like very different reasons. I um selfishly really love the chances we get to play Learned Behavior live. Um because it's a song that I wrote from like a really ugly um not great place, and uh, playing it with my best friends and um, getting to know some folks that it has meant something to has like helped me unlearn that narrative about myself. And um, it's like more of a celebratory three minutes of the set now than it was a few years ago. Um, and in terms of like something that I think all four of us enjoy pretty, uh, pretty equally, kissing chemistry is always really special. Um there was a time when we like first started playing shows where um I didn't know that they did this for months but <laughs> Daniel um Colby and Maya would like watch the crowd during that first chorus where I'm the only one playing and like look at each other and just like put up fingers for how many people they could see singing um and that was like how we'd rate that moment <laughs> I never knew what was happening I've still never seen it happen um but in such a short amount of time touring that's not a moment that can be rated with the 10 fingers that we have it's like really extremely special and like a song that is um always a sad banger for all of us and we get to headbang at the end and it's uh yeah that's always a really special moment in the set
0: that's awesome um so kind of going off of that do you have a least favorite song to perform it's like one like oh it's a cloud freezer i guess i'll do it
3: (laughs) or do you just love like playing all of your songs i love them all so much yeah it's really fun
0: which i love hearing because like i love all of them so i'm like i'm so glad they enjoy playing them (laughs) yeah
2: I think there's sometimes when we're like on tour and someone's like play this song and it's like maybe an older song that we don't really play very often and I'm just kind of like, "Oh. I didn't even know anyone wanted to hear that." So that's cool. We w- probably won't play it, but thank you. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's that's always fun. Like sometimes I get down on songs when I'm like, "Oh, no one likes it." And then someone will be like, "This is my favorite song." And so that's always that's always nice, even like the songs that I push aside yeah um, people resonate
3: i think the only time i'm like reticent to play a song or feel that way about a song is if it's just like hard to play or like <laughs> if i'm you know middle of a tour and losing my voice or something but it's still it's still fun i just have to hit all of my pedals several times each during <laughs> what's my sign again and i don't want to forget and look like a fool. <laughs>
2: I, I do remember the first time we performed Born to Stay, I had the flute, and it was very oh, hard man. to sing, <laughs> so that was not fun. But it's, now it's fun, but it wasn't fun the first time. But,
3: was that on the tour when you got extremely sick and couldn't sing for most of it?
2: Yeah, the first half I, did, I didn't even speak, and then the second yes. half I could kind of sing. Um, and we played that, I think, at um, Mahal's in, in Cleveland yeah. in the basement.
5: Wow. Throwback.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so going off that, is there a song that you would never play live?
3: Mm. There are, there's at least one song in our catalog that we have never played live.
2: Yeah. I think true, we actually.
3: would, we just haven't.
2: It's also not. What is that? Um, it's oh. called
3: Bored and Alone, and it's uh, disappeared from the internet.
2: Yeah, we before before um. Hard Feelings came out, we and before we started working with Take This to Heart, on that release, we had put out an EP with like three songs from Hard Feelings, and two songs that didn't get on Hard Feelings. And there was one song we did play pretty often, um, called "Literally Falling for You," which is like a bit song about a f- our friend who was talking to this guy at a party. And they were really hitting it off, but then she got too drunk and fell off a porch and hit her head.
3: <laughs> it sounds um, like it should be played at like a 60s prom.
2: Yeah, it's like doo wop kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but yeah, Borden alone, we've never played live, even though Maya keeps pushing. She's like, let's play it, let's play it. But probably not until it is officially on the internet in some form will we play it.
3: I don't think we remember how.
2: No. Definitely. I mean, definitely. We've never not. even played it all in the same
3: room. We just like no recorded it.
2: We just recorded it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just made it up as we went along. It's just improv. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's cool.
0: Um, so what are some of the things that you guys do um off tour? Like what are you doing? Like what are you doing now other than just
3: staying home because it's COVID 19 season? Uh well when there's when there's not um a global pandemic. Uh, I work at a brewery as a bartender, um, and I also ride my bike a lot. And given that um, I can't do my other job right now, I mostly ride my bike a lot. Amy Hoffman, avid bike rider. (laughs) 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 Yeah. It's, it's how I'm like trying to escape um the dread and uncertainty of, oh, for of sure uh, this hellscape we're living in.
0: It's good to find those things. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was just
0: Yeah.
2: Um I'm w i am I uh do recording and uh, mixing, like audio engineering. Um off tour. So I've I've been doing some of that. Uh so had some work left over from Um, before before the isolated times um so yeah that's what i that's what i really like to do that's why i have this fancy you you can't see it if you're listening at home but i have a a mic a radio mic thing that i bought from a college that shut down (laughs) i look really official here
0: yes we were discussing before how he could definitely be a radio host yeah,
2: you, you guys have them too, actually. You're very official. Look at you. $9 off Amazon.
0: Wow, Wow. Bad. Well, for the stands. Well, yeah. Not for the mics. Not the mics,
1: the, the oh, stands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what Spencer does. Is Yeah,
1: I just finished up school uh, doing uh, music recording technology.
0: Cool. Oh, nice. Congrats. Thank
1: you. Um
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, so this is actually a question that my sister sent me. So shout out to Rylan. Um, We've actually brought her to the show out here in Salt Lake. She was living with me for a couple months um, last year. And she like fell in love with you guys. She got you guys to sign a CD. I think it's her pride and joy. Um, (laughs) So one of her questions um, was, do you have any weird talents or party tricks? Ooh.
2: Um, I, I have an answer for this that I just said yesterday but I'm going to reuse it um, would, I, I guess my answer to this question is my most underutilized talent I'm going to take it that way um, so it's a talent I have and I never use because I'm very unathletic and very non-competitive but <laughs> I have very good hand-eye coordination when it comes to throwing objects <laughs> And I don't. And the the only time I use that is generally at a, in a party scene, for example, bean bag hole. <laughs> Whereas people call it cornhole. I just hate that. It's called cornhole, even though I know it's not dirty. It's like a bag of corn. And then um, I have played beer pong like three times, and I'm technically undefeated. So wow. I have that going for me too. That's mine.
5: That definitely comes in um, handy at park when
0: it comes to beer pong. Yes,
3: um, I'm the reigning champion of my brewery's uh, staff beer pong competition. So,
2: oh wow, yeah, Guess we got to compete.
3: <laughs> yeah, next time we split half a beer on tour.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can always do water water pong. Yeah, yeah, pong.
3: Just there we go. That that sounds a lot more pleasant to me. Just do mm-hmm. a team up and do a competition.
0: It. See if you can win some money or something.
2: That's true. We could probably we could probably dominate. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. We wouldn't have to drink anything. We don't. We don't drink on tours pretty much. So it would be perfect. We just win. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I know. Like a lot of it's very, a lot different from like the norm because I feel like a lot of bands are like every night just drinking a lot, which is fine, you know. <laughs> Um, but that's definitely different. Different from the norm. Is there like a reason for it, or it's just like, yeah, we just don't like drinking.
3: Um, I, for me, I just know that like my body's already run down on tour, and alcohol is going to like dry my voice out really bad. And like, if I have have a have a beer, I'm not going to sing well. Um, yeah. And I'll and my body will feel bad the next day. Like, I just I want to like feel good yeah for sure (laughs) during that time um and i i I think daniel and i have both been in a position of like i'm on a tour or on a gig and learned the hard way that drinking very much if at all is like not going to serve us so yeah
2: yeah in my in my past life in my old band i used to see how many beers i could drink on stage during our (laughs) set (laughs) and then at the end of the at the end of the tour i'd get home and i'd be just destroyed i'd be like why do i feel so bad Uh, and then eventually i'm like oh it
3: makes sense (laughs) yeah Yeah, i didn't quite go go that far with it um in terms of like having a contest with myself but I, i worked on cruise ships for like four years and uh was playing music and guests would just send me drinks um and had to figure out a way to start politely declining because I uh, felt bad and couldn't play well anymore. That makes sense, but mostly because I felt bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Very responsible.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome.
1: I think that just like adds to the hat of future teens being the most wholesome band in the world. <laughs> 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 Can't
3: even. Yeah, I feel. I feel like the most like bad boy thing that ever happens on tour is like it's a night off (laughs) who wants to have half of this beer with me and the like one time that we got a noise complaint in airbnb because we were giggling too loud (laughs) it's like the the two worst things that that we've ever done on tour
2: yeah usually our usually our treat is like like ice cream
3: yeah colby loves ice cream big yeah. sweets
2: guy yeah like by the end of the tour like he's he pretty good he's like no 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 like no sweets no sweets and then by the end of the tour he's just like i'm gonna Watch pound me. this bag of sour skittles <laughs> <laughs> he's just holding up he's like all crazy eyed he's like dude dude should i eat this all right now
3: <laughs> you can tell he's really weary by how much candy he eats
2: <laughs> yeah
3: that's great.
2: So, playing off food, what is your favorite tour eat? Burritos. Yeah, I would say favorite is definitely we can all agree on burritos. Um, it's always a a solid choice, and we we don't all eat meat, so that's that's always a filling way to 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 eat something. We did we did start experimenting with um, we spend. It's easy to spend a lot of money on food on tour. So we decided to try um, a mostly successful. uh, uh, What's the word? I should. I don't know. A menu of um, rice cooker uh, uh, meals. Mm -hmm. So meals made entirely in a rice cooker. Um, Definitely, often more sustenance over like enjoyable meal. Uh, But it felt good to spend one dollar and twenty cents on a meal. So which. So, you know, it, it was nice. We made macaroni and cheese and eggs and, like, a little stir-fry kind of situation. I think a best, the be- the quiche was Ooh. probably the best. The yeah, best that was one. really that, good. It was gourmet, <laughs> honestly. We, it felt gourmet at the time, at least.
3: <laughs> when you're on tour, that's gourmet. When, uh, yeah. When, like, you've dedicated um, your meal planning to, like, we're going to make this in a rice cooker on the green room floor.
0: I can yeah. just like that's, that's imagine sick. like looking There's into a- like the green room at like Kilby Court or something and being like, "What's that rice cooker doing in there?" <laughs> and they're 100%. like, eh,
2: "That's what all our teams. tour mates said."
3: Yeah, most of the time it was great. There were absolutely times where I felt like I was in a dorm room, and it like made me really sad. <laughs> um,
2: there was one time where the wool was pulled from off my eyes and i was like we made like a little like mexican sort of meal with like black beans and rice and da, da 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 and i remember eating it like it was like a little rice bowl and i was like oh this is legit and then someone took a video of it was i made. think i guess amy it took a made. video of like me eating it and then zoomed in on like the beans in the rice cooker and i i felt like i was just like that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that looks so bad.
3: I didn't um, realize how bad I felt about that meal until I was. Daniel described it really beautifully and liberally. I I remember this meal as rice, beans, some avocado, and cheese chunks.
2: And chips. I think we had chips. <laughs> and we had chips. On. We
3: we do love <laughs> chips. This band yeah. eats a lot of chips. Um and I was like hunched over my bowl of beans and rice and like chopping cheese chunks into it like a little gremlin <laughs> on the ground. And one of my friends, uh, this was in Kansas City, and um, my friend Zoe was with us uh, and looked down at me and was like, dude, are you good? Like there's, there's food here. We can, I can take you somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, I
0: can just, do you guys have like, you know, like the little like eight pack, um, like seasoning thing from like Walmart or has like eight seasons and one it's in the camping section. Maybe. Oh,
3: wow. I don't think we
0: have that. Could be, it could be a I game think, changer. I, I think it really every- could. Yeah. It's like $4 <laughs> and it's got like chili powder, salt, pepper, like cumin, I think like. Paprika, like things that wow. you would use to like cook around a campfire and it's like four bucks.
3: Wow, spices could really level us up. Dude.
2: Yeah. It took us like two weeks to get salt.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it's like it's just like this <laughs> tiny little uh like canister, just you know. <laughs> you can store it in the huh. rice cooker wow. while it's like, you know, in the van. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, Maya's Maya's gonna be all over that. That's Maya's great. gonna be
3: thrilled. Maya's favorite thing is keeping um, the snacks, like, ready to go, easily uh, easily organized. picked out, organized, yeah. and, like, making sandwiches in the van. <laughs> um, and oh, we yeah. are so grateful because none of us are, like, quite as on top of it organizationally or um, just in terms of, like, making a really nice, <laughs> healthy sandwich that also, like, looks good and is, like, exciting to eat. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, like, more and more excited about these things just because Maya's so excited.
2: Yeah, she's gen- it genuinely brings her joy to do some, yeah. some of these tasks. Awesome. It's
3: the best. Yeah. I think our, our, like, divisions of labor as a band are, like, it's really nice how naturally that has happened.
4: Yeah. So good.
0: what are the, like, kind of biggy, piggybacking off of that, then, like, what are some of the things you guys do, like, on those long road trips to kind of keep yourself... Busy or occupied, or keep yourself
1: not go crazy.
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, Daniel's a driving hog. He loves to drive. Mm-hmm. I think Colby and I also love to drive, but <laughs> we cannot match Daniel's love of driving. So he's usually in the driver's seat, um, and then the rest of us rotate around the van um, depending on how we're feeling. And uh, for me, it's. We're often like listening to a podcast or something together, which is really nice, or like showing each other music. Um, I read books sometimes when I am like not feeling like engaging. A lot of the time we're shooting the shit together or like having a two hour like, conversation you know? about empathy.
2: Yeah, kinda yeah, it just kinda depends depends on the day. Also, if for really long drives, sometimes I'm just like, All right. I'm doing it. And I just put on, like, a horror book that I'm listening to. <laughs> uh, <like Yeah>. when, <laughs> I mean, nothing... nothing. Typically, I try to keep it not too, like, gory. Because I know that's no fun to listen to, <laughs> unless you're into that. <laughs> um, but, you know, got some... It definitely put me on audiobooks going on tour yeah. in a way that I, I was not um, into before.
3: On Night Drives, we, like, um, a couple of spooky podcasts and... Uh, and then there are a couple of podcasts that Daniel and I like that the other half of the band does not like, so when they fall asleep on a night drive, that's what we save it for.
2: Yeah, my brother, my brother, <laughs> and me, basically, Colby hates if he's, <laughs> when, when he falls asleep, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm putting it on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> when everyone else goes to bed.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's awesome.
1: All right. Well, one more question on that subject. What is the best gas station? in the country.
3: Ooh. I feel like do we have as like serious thoughts about this as a lot of bands?
2: I, well, we we're very like we try to be very self-sufficient. Like we even brought like a pour-over and like a little like a little heating water heater. Yeah. So it's not even like coffee dependent. Oh, uh, no. Bucky's stresses
3: I, me out, so I love you, Bucky's, but I'm sorry, you're you're an anxiety nightmare. <laughs> it's
2: all about the bathrooms. True. I feel like. True. Pilot, Pilot, and Loves both have solid bathrooms. Yes. Like really solid bathrooms. They like, clean them often, and and I love when like the the stall has like is like closed. You're like in a little room, mm-hmm. you know. It's like really you're really safe in there. (laughs) I think that's loves that has. I think you're right.
3: I think I think so. Yeah. (laughs) I think I have um, a nostalgic love of sheets, even though I truthfully don't um, really have a dog in the sheets and Wawa fight. And I know that that's like, you know, not allowed. I I have to choose one. But um, there's a, a house venue in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, that's down the street from. A Sheets, and every time we played Birdhouse, we went to Sheets like four different times <laughs> in the same night. um And yeah, our old drummer Dylan time. would get lots and lots of spicy chips and feel bad.
2: <laughs> I I remember I got a burrito and I was really excited. And then our host was like, "You know, you can get tater tots in anything." <laughs> <laughs> what? And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get tater tots in this burrito."
0: Game changer.
2: It was terrible. Oh, no. Felt so bad. It was an awful decision. I was like, why did I do that? Like, normally, if someone said that on the street to me, I'd be like, I don't want that. Why would I want that? But for some reason, it was so alluring.
0: Yeah. It's like... <laughs> my mom calls tater tots regurgitated uh, fried products or fry products. And it's like and it's oh, yeah. true it's true and i'm like they i don't there's a place out here that does put them in burritos and it tastes so good but like yeah every time i eat them i'm like i'm gonna die like why did i even think this is a good idea yeah
2: <laughs> yeah it was unnatural
3: was it what else was in was it in like a burrito like what you would get at anna's and then you just added tater tots
2: basically yeah it was like rice okay beans, yeah and that, that, that does yeah. sound pretty bad Yeah. It was like Chipotle. It was like the size of your head. It was just too big. It's like no one needs it to be that big. (laughs) That's awesome.
0: Okay. So I think we have time for one more question. So if you could go on a tour with any band, any artist, what would be your dream tour lineup?
2: Um, Cheesy response is that we've honestly gone with a lot, like several of the bands that we've Dreamt of touring with. Um, I mean, our our second full U.S. tour was with like two of our literal favorite bands of all time, um, Oso Oso and the Sidekicks. Uh, so that was. I mean, that was just like oh, like hot, the Hot Mulligan tour was amazing, and we love all the bands on it. But we were there were five bands playing every night, mm-hmm. which was tough, and the routing was tough. And it was our first full U.S. tour. And we all got really sick throughout it in various different ways. And then the tour with Oso was just like, it was a breeze comparatively. Like it was like the routing was really easy. It was 30 days long. Uh, The show started after the sun had gone down. Uh, (laughs) You know, stuff like that. Um, That was a, a, a dream tour. Yeah. For me, at least. I think for all of us.
3: Yeah, it was really incredible, and then to follow that immediately with getting to play with the Wonder Years was really absurd. Yeah,
5: it was, it was like
4: it was a really it was unforgettable
3: couple of months for
5: us. Yeah, that was pretty. That was surreal. It was a surreal run. Oh shit! In the future, though, I mean,
2: we're. I feel like we're kind of lucky. We're like we could. We open for Hot Mulligan, and people are like, "Oh, cool!" That's like, even though we're like a somewhat different genre. And then we open for Oso, and people were like, "Oh, cool!" And then we open for Wonder Years, be like, "Oh yeah, cool!" <laughs> it's so it's like it's it's nice that it's not like that band doesn't fit there. Like no one's ever's like, "Yeah, what's wrong? You, you're you you do not fit on this bill." So that's that's been really cool to just have uh, the bands we have played with are all very different, but uh, it never yeah, felt like we were out of place. Sure.
0: Universal genre, Boston yeah. bummer pop.
2: Yeah.
5: <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
3: I don't know if there's like, I, it's hard to answer that question in part because it's like, oh, yeah, we've, we're like living our our dreams all the time right now. Um, and then anything that I think of that's like, oh, that'd be sick is like so unattainable that it hardly feels worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah yeah, like just who? Yeah, like just who say it, like, um I' have been listening to the new Haley Williams record on loop this week. Um, that would be a dream come true uh, that will that will never happen. It will most likely stay a dream. <laughs> um, but that would be really cool.
0: That would be a pretty awesome person to be on tour with. I love Haley Williams. She's incredible.
5: Yeah. that
0: would be solid.
3: Yeah, it'd be sick. I don't know. I always I am like always looking forward to Camp Cope coming back to the States. That's like mm. a band I really badly want to see again. And then getting if we ever got the chance to play with them, I'd be really thrilled.
2: Yeah. My my major dream is like uh I remember when we when we signed with, with Triple Crown, I was talking to to Joe of Take This to Heart and he was like he's like when you're you know when you guys are famous just bring one of my bands on tour with you (laughs) and i and like when he said that i was just like of course but then i was also like i hope that we get to choose bands we want like that you know we get to tour with someday like that to me is just like it feels very far off and especially now but um that would be a, a huge dream to just like tour with bands we love and bands we're friends with and both and
3: yeah that's the uh, real dream. I guess we we kind of got to do that in March, except the shows didn't happen. We like
2: true. booked
3: our 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 dream bill for that weekend, which is with um pronoun from New York and proper also from New York um and then we didn't get to play the shows, but that's a bill that we've have all been dreaming about in one way or another. Hopefully it gets to happen one
5: day,
0: yeah, yeah definitely freaking coronavirus ruining everyone's dreams
3: (laughs) yeah there's so many terrible things going on right now it's really no yeah it is Yeah, but at least we get to like uh talk to our friends on online about stuff that we all love so it's it's not all bad
4: yeah
0: yeah yeah more time to build connections virtually. Yeah. So there's that. Well, thanks, thanks so much for joining us on the show. We really appreciate yeah, it. Thanks so much. Yeah, for having and us. if you guys want to check them yeah. out, um, check them out on Instagram, Twitter at Future Teens USA. I think you guys are on all streaming platforms, right? Yeah. I believe I so. so. All right. Sweet. Do you have anything else, Spencer?
1: I think that's all. <laughs> all
0: right. Cool. Well, thanks again, guys, for <laughs> yeah. joining yeah thank you. <laughs> Have a great one.
1: Thank you for listening to on tour with.
0: If you like what you heard, consider leaving us a comment and a like.
1: You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at on tour with pod
0: and you can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching for on tour with podcast.
1: We'll be back next week with a new episode. until then.
0: thanks for riding along
3: but I know now